This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. Blanketing 17 states as we receive letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand with ESPN AM 1520. Uh, We have a special guest today, and historically, the day of this taping, December 18th, is very important in history of the United States of America, as while we're taping, the U.S. House of Representatives is voting to impeach the President of the United States. I mean, I I think it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of, and I've seen in the last two weeks where they showed um, the clip of President of the United States joking that if the Russians have uh, these 32,000 emails, share it with us, and many of the Democrats said that's one of the reasons they wanted to impeach him, because he was working with Putin on this. I mean, just ridiculous uh, telling a joke. I guess in America you can't tell a joke anymore. But uh, Nick Langworthy is chairman of the New York State Republican Committee, and what a man of courage and vitality. He goes in front of offices of Democratic congressmen and districts that voted heavily for Donald Trump in the last presidential race, and he calls them out with the chairman of the state conservative party. Nick Langworthy is a very precocious. He's 38. He has the wisdom of someone 68. He was unanimously elected as chairman of the New York State Republican Committee in 2019, making him the youngest person to lead the party in its history, a man of great uh, courage and strength. Let's talk about this impeachment. Have you ever heard of anything so stupid and ridiculous and petty in your life, Nick Langworthy? Well, Brian, thanks for having me back. I mean, you know, this is a tough day because we have to watch a mockery being made of our federal government. I mean, to to watch, um, you know, something that was put in the Constitution for extreme moments in our history to be used so flippantly, to be used so for such fake trumped up uh, nonsense allegations uh, that I think were, uh, you know, beat back all throughout the impeachment inquiry. Uh, It just shows how far our politics have fallen. And, you know, when we ask people why they don't have faith and trust in their government, you can look to moments like this where, you know, these Democrats that run the Congress in the House of Representatives, I mean, they've known they wanted this moment since the minute Donald Trump stepped off in the parade for his inauguration. They knew they'd get to this moment. They'd find the opportunity to impeach him in some way. Uh, no matter what the fact pattern was, they don't care. It's it just they want to put this black mark next to his presidency, making him the third president in the, in the country's history to be impeached. Uh, the, the president will never be removed from office. There is no threat of that. There's uh, obviously um, you know plenty of votes for his acquittal in the uh, United States Senate. Uh, this is pure, unadulterated political theater. And it's sad, and it's a terrible example that we're giving our youth that uh, you have petulant politicians trying to uh, undo the outcome of an election that happened in 2016 because they know that if they don't do something drastic, Donald Trump will be reelected. And I think this is actually going to seal that fate, and the president's reelection will be ensured by this move because the American people are not dumb. They are smart. They are intelligent. They know uh, that this country has been 
had great vigor and vitality since President Trump was elected. Certainly our economy is at a record level. Uh, our stock market and our 401ks have exploded in growth. And uh, we have a president, I, I think, that will firmly be reelected after this charade. Let's talk about your press release that you put out uh, yesterday, and this is regarding uh, New York State Republican Chairman Nick Langworthy going after three Democratic congressmen, and we blanket entirely New York State with ESPN AM radio, so we reach every one of these districts, Brindisi, Rose, Delgado, and I'm particularly interested in the Brindisi seat because I found Claudia Tenney, who's running for that seat again, who lost by 1%, to be one of the brightest uh, people on national economics. And you're calling these people out from districts that were heavily um, electing Donald Trump, and now they're voting for impeachment. Let's talk about why you want these people out of public office. Well, I, I have traveled to each of their districts. I have campaigned against them and uh, because what you have here are members of Congress that campaigned and said they'd be moderate. They said they'd be forthright. They said they'd be honest. Uh, and they said that they would, um, uh, they would stand for their districts and the American people, not for their party bosses and leadership. Uh, what you have instead are a bunch of members of Congress that have been like lemmings following the flock, following the instructions of Pelosi. And, and really, let's face it, it's not even Pelosi running the show. It's the squad. The squad is running the show. And it's a sad commentary on, on our politics because these these people defeated good members of Congress, Claudia Tenney, uh, Dan Donovan, uh, you know, John Faso, you know, people that were conservative in their politics. They they supported, uh, you know, uh, many of the president's initiatives. But that energy and, and the money that flowed in from the radical left in the country to go take these seats back is what fueled their candidacies. And they know that if they do what's right by their districts and the electorate that, that brought them there, they will cut off the money. The money will end. Uh, right away if if they were to do that. So I, I think they're following the national, uh, you know, bosses that are telling them what to do first. They're following their radical funders second, and they're thumbing their nose in the face of the constituents that actually elected them. Let's talk about the possibility, and I used to talk to Nick Lingworthy's boss 20 years ago when they impeached Bill Clinton, and I said to him, that uh, to Tom Reynolds, that this is this is overreached by the Republicans, and they lost six seats that year in the House of Representatives. Isn't this just the opposite of overreached by the Democrats on nonsense? And isn't there a chance that the Republicans, because of this nonsense, could pick up 20 to 30 House seats and make Nancy Pelosi minority leader? Oh, I, I think there's a, a strong possibility. I mean, you know, many of these seats are seats that President Trump carried. I mean, the seats that we talked about earlier are seats that President Trump carried in, in a dark blue state like New York. Um, there are seats like this in California. There are seats like this in very blue states that, uh, that, that you have members of Congress that were elected in a national wave that uh, aren't representing the actual human beings they represent in Congress. They're trying to represent an ideology or a radical left that's controlling the House of Representatives. Uh, normally, you don't look at presidential years as the time to pick up seats in the House. I think this is going to be that opportunity. I mean, whether it be Elizabeth Warren or, or one of these other nominees, I, I think uh, 
uh, they, they are representing a frightening ideology that's out of the mainstream of the country. You know, we will have the choice on the ballot between free market capitalism and the greatest middle class that the country's ever seen versus socialism that's failed everywhere and in every country it's been tried. So uh, there's a great opportunity ahead of us to pick up seats in the next election. Our guest today is the bright, dynamic chairman of the New York State Republican Committee who doesn't sit back. He's got the courage and the strength to go to all these Democratic congressmen and districts that were uh, for Trump and holding them accountable uh, to He's trying to boot them out of their offices, and that's Nick Langworthy, the chairman of the New York State Republican uh, Committee. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, New York, Montreal, or Manhattan, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. A little plug here, ESPN 1520 is streaming. You can listen live by going to our website, ESPN1520.com, and clicking on the radio.com or listen tab. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampo Legal. The Ampo Legal is available in many Tops and Wegmans stores for home delivery. Call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. Thanks to those who have called regarding our recent guest, National Republican Committeeman for New York State, a good friend of Nick Langworthy, Charlie Joyce, also Michael Cracker with Unshackle, Upstate New York. And Jim Lewicki, president of the Polish-American Congress, Western New York Division. A little bit more information about Nicholas Langworthy. He ran for chair on his visit, vision to rebuild, retool, and revitalize the New York State Republican Party. His tenure represents a new era of leadership for the New York GOP that will focus on growing and strengthening the grassroots of the party, recruiting strong candidates and winning elections by making a robust case for Republican principles of smaller government, lower taxes, and individual liberty. Let's uh, uh, talk a little bit now. I want to switch. I know one of your major goals is to oust this governor of New York State. And my understanding is in the last eight years, one million people have voted with their feet. They've left New York State, 60% of them right across state lines. And when his father was governor, another million people left. So now we're fourth most populated state. And when I grew up, we were number one. So let's uh, talk now about the $6.1 billion Andrew Cuomo deficit in Albany. Isn't this reason for people to elect a Republican governor, Nick Langworthy? Well, absolutely. It's time and again, we have more and more issues that uh, are coming to the forefront. I mean, Brian, the greatest crisis, as you pointed out, that the state faces for its future is the fact that the out-migration is so great. We will lose at least one, perhaps two seats in the United States House of Representatives in the next um, census. That's that's a loss of revenue for the state. It's a loss of representation for the state. Uh, and, you know, you talk about growing up, we were number one in the country. We were the empire state. And now we're kind of uh, heading towards the middle. Instead of leading, we lead all the wrong lists. We're at the bottom of all the right lists. Uh, you know, we're the worst business climate in the United States of America because we tax our residents too much. 
we take away their economic freedom. And we're a place that people don't want to start businesses because it's so expensive to do business here in the state. Uh, we have to take this governor on. We and, and I have made it my mission every single day that, and have made it abundantly clear that the purpose of this party's existence uh, is to defeat him in 2022. Because the only way to change New York is to change governors. And we are working day and night to rebuild the infrastructure of the Republican Party to identify the best candidate possible to take him on in that 2022 election. And uh, it, it's just amazing how many New Yorkers are uniting towards this cause. Uh, you know, they see their rights being stripped away, you know, their Second Amendment rights, uh, their economic rights. Uh, you know, our families are being split apart because so many of our kids have had to look elsewhere for jobs and opportunities, all while we're funding world-class educational opportunities for them in, in elementary, high school, and, and even in our world-class SUNY system. Uh, that is a crime, and, and New Yorkers deserve better. And now we find, even in economic explo- economically explosive times nationally, the, the greatest economy we've ever had, we're running a budget deficit of $6.1 billion. Uh, and it all points back to Medicaid and the uh, exorbitantly expensive Medicaid program that this you know, 100% Democratic government has uh, put on the backs of taxpayers in this state. We can't afford it. We, we spend more on the Medicaid program than Texas and Florida combined, uh, you know, two of the top three most populous states. And, you know, those states are, are growing by leaps and bounds in population and, and, and their economies. So they're doing it right. We're not doing it right. I mean, there's no one dying in the streets in the state of Florida and Texas because of lack of access to health care. So uh, you, you have Democrat politicians that want to make New York the liberal social testing ground for all these bright ideas, but they don't give a damn about the hardworking men and women that are actually paying the bills in this state. Well, let's talk a little bit about the New York state income tax, and you mentioned Florida and Texas, uh, but again, 60% of the people who leave New York state go right across the state line. They don't go to Florida and Texas, as Andrew Cuomo said. It's the weather. That's that's another thing. I want to I want to talk about the state income tax here. We pay eight and a half percent state income tax. Most states are half of that. And Florida and Texas have zero, zero state income tax. So how are we going to compete when we pay double or four times what other states pay in in state income taxes? What are we going to do about this? People that understand how we're going to compete again. Um, we're not going to change it. And the population hemorrhage is going to continue. We're going to continue to lose our best and brightest to other states and other regions of the country. And it's, 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 a, it's a real shame. So uh, our mission is to change governors and to bring a new uh, way forward for the Republican Party in the state of New York, a governor that can stand up and, and, and bring private sector principles to government to you know understand the fact that you can't spend more than you take in and you can't have, you know, confiscatory policies that are going to drive people away. And that's exactly what's happened here. There's 64,000 New Yorkers became Floridians last year, 64,000 last year alone. I mean, that's an entire small city. All lost to one state. Uh, You know, the moving vans are leaving New York and, and they're leaving for greener pastures, not just because the weather's more pleasant because I get a lot of people in Florida don't like being there in July and August. Uh, just like people may not like living in upstate New York in January and February. 
I mean, there's it, it's it's not a perfect climate there, but it does provide better economic opportunities and, and economic freedom. That is what's lacking in this state for us. For those who just tuned in, we're speaking with the dynamic state Republican chairman, Nick Langworthy. And again, if you're listening in West Seneca, New York, uh, Toronto, or Washington, D.C., as we blanket 17 states and much of Canada, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk at ESPN AM 1520 Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always read cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners also. A little bit more information about Nick Langworthy. Prior to ascension as state Republican chairman, Nick Langworthy served as the Erie County Republican chairman for nine years, where he was unanimously reelected five times. Nick Langworthy made history then as well, being the youngest person ever to be elected chairman of any political party in Erie County at the tender age of 29 years. Uh, very uh, bright, uh, gifted man. Let's talk about your goals, and I'm particularly interested in registration, as in New York State, Erie County, we're down two to one in registration. Are we going to see efforts at fairs and conventions and big gatherings to get people registered as Republicans or to switch the registration? As a man calling our sister station, WBN, a union leader, said earlier today that he was he is a Democrat union leader and he was disgusted with this impeachment effort. Are we going to see massive registration efforts to have people turn to the Republican Party? Nick Langworthy. Well, I think we absolutely must. I mean, I, I pledged to tackle the issue of registration in the state of New York. Um, you know, when I ran for chairman, it's something that we desperately need to do. We are down three million votes to the Democrats at this stage of the game, and that's you know, that's a tall mountain to climb. And we're not going to be a dominant party uh, in terms of our enrollment advantage. I do think there's plenty of opportunity to grow, especially as the Democrats become avowed socialists. I, you know, how often I'm in the grocery store and I get approached by someone that said to me, I am that those people don't represent the Democratic Party that I grew up in or they're, this isn't the party that my father joined or this isn't the party of JFK. No, this this is the this is the party of Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Barack Obama appears to be a moderate compared to the people that are uh, working to have the, the presidential nomination. So, we, you know, we're going to reach out to those disaffected Democrats and say, you know, the Republican Party doors are welcome to you if you believe in common sense, economic freedom, and that our our doors should be open to jobs and opportunity. Well, the Republican Party welcomes you. If you're alienated by, you know, the, the radical left, you know, uh, you know, a party that prays at the altar of partial birth abortion, well, then the Republican Party welcomes you. I mean, anyone that believes in common sense, we will be glad to have standing arm in arm with us. Let's talk about that uh, late-term abortion. Uh, I've talked to a lot of business leaders, one of them you met with in New York City, a devout Catholic, and this gentleman, who's one of the biggest business leaders worldwide, uh, devout Catholic, uh, said that this was murder when the uh, doctor brings the baby to the mother when the baby is born and asks the mother, do you want the baby? And then a midwife or physician assistant can kill that uh, baby, breathing baby. You have a beautiful young daughter with your wife, Erin. 
How do you feel? Isn't this the most disgusting thing to kill a baby once the baby is born? I, I've never been more ashamed of our state government than I was the day that they passed a, a law to, you know, allow abortion uh, at the ninth month. You know, perfectly viable, healthy children can now be aborted right up to the moment of birth. Uh, and then, you know, the, 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 the disturbing part is they had a rally afterwards. And then they lit up the Empire State Building pink and the Brooklyn Bridge pink. And they did it in the name of women's rights. And, you know, you, you can't help but think about how many little little future women we lost to that uh, because of this this callous, cold, murderous law that was passed. And that is uh, a, a, a frightening episode in, in what one party uh, Democrat control can do to a state. Uh, and that is uh, part of what I hope motivates people to get involved to to perhaps run for office to try to make a make this a better state that, that celebrates common sense and the rights of all of us to enjoy life. Well, let's talk about uh, reaching out to people who are interested in that. I'm talking about Catholics, Christians, Orthodox Jews who find this so repugnant to be killing a baby at birth. Uh, you have a lot of elected officials in Western New York, where you are from, and these people will be running uh, for the Assembly and Senate seats, and they voted for this murder at birth. How are you going to mobilize these Catholics, Christians, and Orthodox Jews to oust these people from office who supported abortion at birth? Well, I mean, you know, part of it is we're just doing outreach all over the state. I mean, and this is an issue that's constantly discussed and people bring to us. I mean, you know, you don't even have to educate because people are well aware and 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 this is this is where their overreach will backfire i mean you know government ebbs and flows people like balance and there's a pendulum that will swing back and forth they've pulled this thing so far to the left it's definitely going to swing back and we are going to be prepared to meet that moment that is uniting you know perhaps catholic voters uh you know but i i don't think you have to be an evangelical voter to to share in the sentiment that, you know, nine-month abortion is wrong. You know, uh, the, taking uh, a nine-month-old baby's uh, life is, is is not something that the government should have the power to do. Uh, and we, um, we will be prepared to welcome those folks with open arms that want to mobilize and, and, and to help us get out of vote in the future on this issue. Now, I want to talk about some specific seats that uh, are, I'm sure, of concern of our state Republican chairman, Nick Langworthy, our guest today on the Rusk Report, uh, which has been on the air for 30 years uh, nationally with ESPN and KB Radio. And I want to talk about, and we blanket these districts with ESPN uh, as we reach 17 states and much of Canada. I'm, I'm referring to two people who defeated the effort for Amazon to create 25,000 jobs in Long Island City at over $50,000 each with spinoff of probably times six with suppliers, drivers, delivery people, restaurants, hotels, Uber, and so forth. And I'm referring to AOC and Senator Generis, who heads the Democratic Senate campaigns, and I'm sure that they will follow this man's supposed leadership 
What can we do to get the word out about how these people killed 25,000 direct and perhaps 100,000 indirect jobs in New York State, AOC and Senator Janaris? Nick Langworthy. I mean, can you imagine ch- chasing away 25,000 high-paying jobs? I mean, you know, Brian, you and I both live in Buffalo. And what a tenth of that would do to our community uh, and explode our economy for 2,500 high-paying jobs would be uh, would be front-page news for half a year. Uh, I, it, it's unconscionable that these radicals that are leading the flock in Washington and on Albany have the power to chase away transformational economic opportunities. And we have to be vigilant. Not only are they trying to tell us what social laws are passed, uh, you know, abortion, driver's licenses for illegal immigrants, making New York a sanctuary state, all of those things that are on their on their uh, list of things to do. We have to deal with the fact that they're chasing away jobs. Now, chasing away the 25000 on Amazon, that was one deal. You know how many deals froze in their tracks the day that happened? The, when they saw that you could chase away the, one of the world's largest retailers, how many smaller deals just said, the hell with this, I'm not going to New York. They're going to they're gonna try to interfere. It's already too much money for us to go there anyway. That the, the, the spinoff of this defeat of Amazon is something that you can't get your head around. So many other deals ended that day. We have in the studio coming in our next guest for the next taping, and I'm referring to Jim Lewicki, who's a prominent Republican businessman who's helped Nick Langworthy for the last 10 years. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about, we have 40 seconds left, what about people like Trump and Carl Icahn and other billionaires leaving New York State? Nick Langworthy. Well, I mean, the, the one, you have tax issues that make it advantageous. Uh, you have uh, inheritance taxes that make it, uh, anyone with vast real estate holdings, it makes it very impossible for them to keep their uh, family uh, empire together if, if they were to die while a New Yorker. And that's why many of them are leaving. And instead of chasing people away, especially wealth creators, uh, we ought to look in the mirror and say, how do we get more wealth creators to come to New York? I'm sorry I mean, we it, have to bring the Rusk backwards. Report to a close. We've learned so much from this bright, dynamic chairman of the New York State Republican Committee, Nick Langworthy. We thank you. Thank you to Kevin Carr, you, Director Brian. of Production for 20 years. We wish you a happy new year, and thank you for enlightening us. Nicholas Langworthy, Chairman of the New York State Republican Committee. Happy New Year. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226.